Welcome to Round Guy Radio as the Packwood Locker presents today's wraparound show, which is uh, where we go and talk to uh, different media members that are going to be at games. And we'll just talk a little bit about that game and get you ready for all this action on Friday night as we wrap around the state with the Welcome to the Wraparound Show as we get you ready for all the games Friday night. This uh, episode is sponsored by Packwood Locker of Packwood Iowa. we got Jacob Linsendorf of KTVO. He's the first media person that we're going to wrap around to. Welcome program, Jacob. Thank you so much, Dave. So what game are you going to be at Friday, and, and uh, uh, why did you pick the game, and what do you think is interesting about it? So Friday, I'm, I'm heading to uh, Eddieville, Blakesburg, Fremont versus uh, Centerville for a South Central Conference clash there in, in boys basketball this year. So I, I picked that one because, uh, first of all, you can never go wrong when you go to an EBF uh, game, it seems like, in any sport these days. That uh, that athletic department is really rolling right now. But on the boys' side specifically, uh, the price of admission, you get to see it for sure, probably a, a dunk at least one. Um, talk to those guys. They said like all but three or four guys on the on the uh, team can dunk. So you're probably going to see some high flyers. Um, it's a conference matchup. Centerville's coming in, uh, not playing their best basketball here as of late. Uh, a couple blowout losses, but I mean it's a conference game. These players know each other pretty well and what they like to do. So I think that uh, EBS probably big favorites for sure. But they just came off their first loss. Um, of the season against uh, Knoxville. So we'll see how they rebound there. That's interesting to me as well, how they how they kind of bounce back, if they can get back on the winning trail or not. Um, but, yeah, it should be should be a good one uh, between two teams that uh, we in the KTPO uh, area cover. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully getting some good highlights and hopefully there's, there's some good action that people get treated to on Friday night. Well, I just uh, saw Centerville, and they, uh, they took a, a maximum beaten by uh, Max Wheaton. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, they do look like they're big and strong, and they, they, they've got a lot of size and, and uh, like football kind of bodies, don't they? Yeah, they do. They're built for sure. Uh, it's just about kind of scoring for them. A couple games in, in the, the upper 30s, mid 40s. Um, but, yeah, they got some bigger bigger bodies in there. Brody Tuttle, their, their senior quarterbacks, averaging about 10 a game. Uh, Connor Stevens, 8.8 8, 8. 8 per game I'm seeing here. And then uh, their leading scorers, Ryan Sanat, I believe is how you say it, 13 a game. So those guys, they got some scores on there. They just got to get more production from from guys between besides those those top three. So uh, Centerville EBF is where I'll be this week. And you could see uh, Brooks Moore is averaging almost 24 a game. Carson Wade is almost, almost averaging 15. Uh, EBF team that hopefully I think could be, uh, could be stay bound this year. Well, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a little torn because, one, I love – the EBF highlights that you've got you you've gotten uh, at least a couple of times earlier this year uh and and you get they give you such great highlights but on the other side of it I almost feel like it's just too easy for you it is it is too easy I get there for about the first three minutes of the game and then I'm like all right well I could stay or else I I guess I could go uh but <laughs> sometimes you just want to see those more dunks I mean we just we love putting the dunks on because you're treated to it sometimes here in, in southeast Iowa and not everyone has the uh the high flying ability that EBF has, but they got a lot of guys that are six three, six four, six five, and uh, that's a fun team to watch. They play at fast pace. I mean, kind of like the team that I played on back in high school. It was a lot of fun, a lot of similarities, and those guys put in the work. I was out of practice, and they they're running sprints and stuff. So you don't get in shape from just kind of 
playing. You put the work in when no one else is watching, and then it, and then it comes to uh, fruition during the games, and everyone gets to uh, cheer for those high flying dunks. And then you're you're not as exhausted as the other team is because you because you ran those sprints and you're getting in shape. So uh, that's a really good team there. Well, I think uh, EBF ought to be sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> there you go. Because well, uh, what go. time's the game and where's it at? So that game, I believe. I don't think those that's correct for five o'clock, but I think it's, I'll be headed to the girls game before, which probably starts at six, six fifteen. but that one's at, uh, in Eddieville at EBF high school. Um, so probably around seven fifteen, seven thirty, seven forty five, maybe at the latest, but, um, uh, yeah, Centerville at EBF. So wh- how, when are we going to be able to see the highlights from this? Highlights will be on uh, KTVO ABC at around ten fifteen. We'll have our, our, uh, hoops highlights show. And then um, my my socials at KTVO Jacob on Twitter. I'll post the highlights there. Probably will include at least one dunk. I probably could be good for that bet. And then um, Jacob Lenzendorf KTVO on Facebook. If you'd love to uh, go share those with anybody that doesn't that doesn't see them or uh, anybody that you think would uh, would enjoy some some good South Central Conference basketball action. Well, uh, my over and under on dunks just on your highlight video is four. Four. All right. We'll That's see what we over get. And under. All right. Well, thanks uh, for being with us. Thanks so much. Welcome back to the Wraparound Show. Uh, we have Bennett Blake of KSOM Atlantic. Uh, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me on. How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, could you let us know what game you're covering Friday night? Friday night, I'm headed to ACGC. Charger girls and boys will be taking on Madrid. What time does it start, and what are, the, what are you kind of looking for in that game for the matchup? Well, the boys' game especially should be good. Girls' game will tip at 6. ACGC girls are doing pretty good the past few years. They've upped their win total uh, pretty consistently into that double-digit reign. They're known for their defense, and uh, Coach Brad Bowdler, who uh, started Nottoway Valley, has got them going there at ACGC on the girls' side. But the boys' game should be the uh, real big billing. That one will roll at around 7.30 Friday. Uh, Madrid boys, they had ACGC boys, both uh, along with uh, Des Moines Christian and Van Meter in the top tier of the West Central Activities Conference. And for Madrid, they're led by a sophomore, Torin Severson. He's averaging 22.9 points per game. He's 6'4". You can go outside and go inside, do a little bit of everything. And uh, ACGC, they've got a little bit more balanced team this season. They've got a couple of seniors that lead the way with Ben Marsh and Brock Littler. And then a lot of other just kind of scrappy, quick, uh, aggressive guys that have been helping lead the way, and both are off to uh, pretty strong starts to the season. So we're looking forward to it Friday. Okay. Uh, well, uh, uh, how can we follow this game through uh, KSON? Well, 96.5 on the FM dial here in Southwest Iowa, but you can listen online, westerniowatoday.com, and uh, go to uh, our Listen Live link to be able to catch that one on Friday night. Is there any uh, halftime show or uh, anything uh, that kind of makes this uh, uh, an interesting matchup, or is there an interesting atmosphere at this gym in particular? Oh, it's just usually pretty much a tough uh, or a good environment. Anytime you go, ACGC's got a nice gym up there in Guthrie Center, and um, typically pretty good crowds there to follow the Charger team, so uh, fun time usually there on uh, in Guthrie Center. Well, uh, thanks for being with us. You bet. Thank you. Well, we got uh, Nathan Piercy of KMCD of Fairfield, Iowa, next up on the wrap-up show. Welcome to the program, Nathan. Hey, thanks for having me. 
Well, uh, Fairfield's back uh, uh, to a 500 record and uh, big game tonight. Uh, both, uh, I believe it's both boys and girls. Uh, we'll let our listeners know uh, what games you're covering Friday night. Yeah, so Friday night, the Fairfield boys and girls basketball teams both head up to Washington for a boy-girl doubleheader with the Demons. Uh, these two teams faced off early on in the season. Uh, earlier, I, I guess it was beginning of December, so it's been about a month, so it's good to see you know, where these two teams have gone since then. Of course, it's it's a rivalry game, and, and it's a conference game in this conference where, you know, like you and I have talked about, at least on the boys' side, uh, anyone can take the conference this year, and, and it should be a great game. Well, uh, what time's the game start? So the girls are scheduled to start shortly here, you know, right around 6 o'clock, and the boys' game will follow that. We'll go over some of the players that, that uh, our listeners see in this game if they can – get out to it and it's in washington right yeah yep so it's in washington um of course uh you know i i'm sure we're focusing mainly on the boys side that'll be a very competitive game you look at the fairfield side of course they've got max wheaton jj lane and tate allen that kind of lead the way for them um and then on the washington side ethan patterson he's a heck of an athlete and then you've got the uh three six triplets which is aj aiden and avery those are kind of the uh the big guys on each side to really watch out for. Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and break out uh, some news on you right here on this broadcast right now. Okay. Uh, we already uh, earlier today uh, gave your uh, uh, your player, Max Wheaton, a nickname, uh, and it's Maximum Beaten Wheaton. What do you think of that? Wait, what, say that again? Maximum Beaten Wheaton. <laughs> that's uh that's an interesting one do you have you run that by him yet <laughs> well uh, uh we run it uh, it's already blasted out on ktbo uh uh as it broke it out on jacob Lindsendorf's. and i got another one this one has never been heard before but it's uh it's uh ethan patterson we're, uh -huh. com we're, we're coming out with ethan pitter patterson <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, he's a he's a quick guy. He likes to move the ball quickly, so that's very fitting for him. Well, he moves like a boxer. He's got that really great feet work, footwork. So, Peter Patterson is uh, yeah, I like is it. what we're coming out. We're breaking out good ones, but we really like uh, Maximum Beaton Wheaton, and I think that's yeah. uh, uh, when he's playing well. That's what you're going to wind up with getting, isn't it? A Maximum I, Wheaton. I Beaton. think so. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he is a he's a heck of an athlete and. Uh, you know, he's shown time and time again why he's one of the, the top athletes in, in Southeast Iowa. And, uh, I, I do like that nickname for him. It's, kinda, it's, it's funny, and, and that's a good one. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's the, uh, a measure of respect on Round Guy Radio is when uh, <laughs> we, we, we break one out for you, and we never give one to anybody that doesn't deserve it. And, right. But, but what a performance this season. Uh, and? Ethan Patterson, uh, talk, talk to us about uh, what kind of a challenge he's going to propose for the Fairfield Trojans Friday night. Yeah, Patterson, you know, like I mentioned, he's quick. And uh, that that squad there in Washington, they, they're, of course, coached very well. But uh, Patterson, I mean, when you look at it, he's shooting 33%, 21% from beyond the arc. And he's also lights out from the free throw line. So he'll, he'll stay, you know, mainly outside and, 
and look to drive a little bit. But when you when you use him and the amount of depth that, that the Washington team has when when they can bring in some of their guys like Evan Vandermolen to name. Uh, you know, we saw Drew Conrad, who's a freshman, Jude Brown, another senior. When they get guys rotating in and they can stay fresh, uh, you know, when, when you combine that with the skill that Ethan Patterson and, and, and not to be overlooked at all, but the six triplets, Avery, AJ, and Aiden, those guys play a heck of a role for this team as well. Yeah, you're, I know you're, you're, you got a tongue twister uh, of a game <laughs> for this game. But uh, just close this out by giving me a minute or two of each team. What does Washington do well, and what does Fairfield do well, and and what is the where's the push and pull there that's going to make this uh, uh, somebody come out on top? Well, I think both teams have a strong area on uh, the defensive side, at least when they play each other. Uh, Washington likes to be you know likes to press it a little bit and, and make you. Uh, kind of spread out and then also on offense they like to they like to be quick with it and and they're not afraid to to go quick with the ball for Fairfield Uh, they are a very good defensive team when they want to be it's it's whether or not they have that mindset that night they're going to need it here against Washington and on the offensive side they they do look to play off of their big man inside Max Wheaton but at the same time if they can get that depth scoring you know you look at the, the game against uh, Centerville, they had three players score 20 points. So when they're able to sp- spread it out and get that supplemental scoring, it, it helps out a lot for this Trojans team. Well, uh, who do you think is going to uh, have the most points at the end of this game? Ethan Pitter Patterson or Maximum Beaton Wheaton? You know, that's a, that's a tough one. If you just look back at, at when they played each other earlier on this year, it was. Uh, Patterson that came out on top, but neither one of those guys. Here's the interesting part about this one: when they played the in uh, their uh, those the, both teams' second game of the year this year, neither one of those guys actually led their team in scoring. So I think that's something to watch out for, and why it's so important to have those other scorers out there. Well, uh, again, this game is a, a Washington Demons home game, but you're yes. going to be there calling the game, right? I will be. Yes, this will be on KMCD. How can we follow? Nathan Piercy's call of this, what is really a crucial game. I mean, I can't stress what a big deal this is. If Fairfield wins this game, it just puts a, a, a it throws a wrecking crew into who's going to be first place in this conference, doesn't it? Right. So right now in the conference, when you look at conference uh, records, Burlington, Mount Pleasant, and Washington are all tied at three and one. Uh, Fairfield is two and two. Fort Madison is one and three, and Keokuk zero oh and four. So if you look at this in this way. You know, I don't know what Burlington and Mount Pleasant have planned tomorrow night, but if if Fairfield beats Washington, that ties them each with a uh, three and two record in the conference and a one one head head to head. So they'll be right there, neck and neck, in the thick of things in the Southeastern Conference. And did you say uh, Burlington and Mount Pleasant are playing? I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure who they're who they oh, yeah. have. Well, I mean, uh, just one loss from either one of those, and then now it's just total chaos, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, and it looks like here tomorrow. Um, actually, Burlington doesn't play tomorrow night. They play on Saturday at Cedar Rapids, Washington. So uh, they don't even play uh, there. And I'm not sure about Fort or excuse me, Mount Pleasant. Give me one second. I actually have that for you as well. My God, computer works a little faster. Just a wealth of resource of knowledge. Yeah, 
Um, but anyway, to, to answer the other part of that, the uh, Fairfield game can be heard on our radio, of course, 95.9 Classic 96. And also you can stream it online at exploreseiowa.com. I'll start off with the pregame of the girls game right around 545. Tip off of that game around 6 o'clock and the boys game will immediately follow that. And it should be a great night of basketball. Uh, and by the way, Mount Pleasant has Albia tomorrow night. So, no, they don't even... I'm sorry, they have Fort Madison. I was looking at next week. Well, I hate to put any more pressure on you than possible, but I've been I'm throwing around a lot of round guy games of the week this week. And for Friday night, this is gonna have to be the round guy game of the week, and you're gonna have to be totally in charge of this. Now, I don't know if you've <laughs> ever had this big of a spotlight or this much pressure under you, but uh, we wouldn't give it to you if we didn't know you could handle the responsibility. And, well, uh, I, I appreciate that. You know, uh, I think the, the closest thing I can think of to having that much pressure was this past summer when the Fairfield softball team was one win away from going to the state tournament, and I had to go out to Winterset for that one. So uh, hopefully we, you know, whether it's through here or just other places that people come to listen for it or listen to it, it should be a, a great night of basketball to two schools that don't like each other when it comes to sports and, and two great teams, especially on the boys' side, that should be a very, very interesting game. I know, you know, talking with Coach Big Flattery here, he was not happy with his team's performance at the end of that game as at one point Fairfield had a 13-point lead, ended up losing that game earlier in the year to Washington. So he's, he's looking at it as a bit of a revenge game. Well, uh, you are uh... – you are going to be there for the what I'm billing as the Thunder in the Demon Dome. <laughs> Friday night, the action's going to be hot, and uh, hopefully you can call and give us a, 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 an update after the game if you still have any voice left at all. Yeah, let's hope I do, huh? Okay, well, thanks for being with us, Nathan. All right, thank you. Well, next we are going to uh, Pekin School as they host Waco, and we have uh, John Bain to tell you about this matchup. Welcome to the program, John. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, this Friday night, January 6th, Waco at Pekin, 7.30 p.m. is the time for that. Uh, Coach Kissel and his boys are taking on Coach Swanson down there in Pekin. Now, what's interesting, overall, Waco is 9-0. and and in the uh, Southeast Iowa South Conference, they're one and zero. Where uh, their opponents, Pekin, overall they're three and seven. And in their conference, the Southeastern Iowa North Conference, they're three and four. Now Waco is ranked number twenty nine in the state, and in Iowa Division One A, they're ranked number seven. So they are a powerhouse coming in there. And the last time that uh, Pekin played Waco was at Waco on November 22nd, and they lost 62-26. to 26. Now, since that time, Pekin has taken on a lot of other opponents, of course, and uh, the scores have been, there haven't been as big of a deficit between them. Obviously, their win-loss record is not where they want it to be, but uh, the games that they've lost against some other powerful uh, and uh, proficient teams have been a lot closer. So I think that uh, this time it's going to be a little different than it was back on November 22nd at Waco. They are at Pekin, and uh, they're going to have that, that home court advantage, and I know the place will be packed. 
but Waco is a team that just keeps delivering and keeps pounding and getting the points. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, that's my take on what's coming up. Uh, it's, to me, it's going to be uh, one of those things where I think everything is on Waco's side, but uh, I think Coach Swanson and, and the Pekin proper team uh, may have some surprises for them. Well, I'd be interested to see uh, how many points they can hold them down to. I think they held uh, uh, Winfield Mount Union and uh, uh, Mid Prairie and EB all under 60 points. So I think uh, uh, if there's a 50-some points or uh, really to keep that team under 80 is uh, you're really doing something. Uh, but we yeah. will uh, – I know, I know right after the uh, Christmas break, I think one of the games – Waco, it took them until the second quarter to really start to score. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, Coach Kissel, how he has addressed that and how, how the, the gentlemen come out on Friday night. Okay, well, John, thanks for being with us. So you can listen to this on KMCD 101.5. Thanks very much. Well, next we are moving over to Let's Iowa as, uh, as we are talking to Jeffrey Mills of Real Smart uh, Videos, who has uh, – Chosen to go to the uh, uh, Wapalo Indians at the Louisa Muscatines Falcons game. Uh, welcome to the program, Jeff. Thanks again, man. Appreciate it. Well, what did you? What was? What is it that you decided to pick this game out? Who are the players you're going there to see? What kind of action are the people that are going to Let's Iowa tonight to to the gym gonna gonna be able to see? Okay. Uh, well, I, I chose this game basically. You know, you got your powerhouses, Waco and Winfield, Hillcrest a couple games back, but them are your top three in the north. And then you got uh, Pekin, L&M, and Wapalo right there in the middle. And I've watched L&M play once, and I was actually pretty impressed. They got a pretty good pretty good club, and this Wapalo team is pretty good too. So just uh, stylistically and everything about the team seemed like they are going to match up really well. So I think it's going to be a pretty entertaining game. Um for L&M, you know, they've, they've got a kid, Ty Northup, who's a junior guard. I was super impressed the first time I watched him play. He put up like 28 and big numbers. Uh, and he, he had mentioned me and won some video and stuff. He's trying to get into the recruiting process. But he's a talented, talented kid. So I'm excited to watch him play for L&M. A great, great, great player. They also got a, a senior, Xander Beery who uh, is good underneath, you know, rebounding. He's a bigger kid. Uh, he can score down there. And uh, he, he he's pretty good good one to watch, too, as well. Um, for Wapolo, now, I, I watched them play a couple times. One was at Waco, um, and that was uh, Waco, you know. <laughs> they're, they're a great team. But um, for Wapolo, they got a kid named Jackson Lands, who's also a junior. Uh, he just dropped 31 on Lone Tree on Tuesday night in their win. And um, he, he's a talented kid. He can score from anywhere on the floor. Uh, he put down two dunks the last game I went and watched him play, which you can see some of that stuff on my uh, Twitter page there. But he is a talented, talented player. And, um, I think between him and Ty Northup, this is going to be a great ball game. Buffalo has also has a, a senior, Casey Short. And uh, he's putting up about nine a game. And, um, you know, he does a little bit of everything, rebound, assists. 
and contributes on scoring, like I said. So um, them are the two two big ones for uh, for Waffalo. And then there's also Car- Carson Belzer, who puts up 11 a game, and he can shoot it outside. And I've seen him make some great passes, feeding Jackson lands. And so I'm pretty excited about this one. I think it's going to be a really, really good ball game. Well, uh, I had the privilege of seeing the Hawaii's uh, and Muscatine opening night at North of Kid. He uh, really opened my eyes. Uh, they had a real battle with the Kyoto Eagles. Uh, and I also seen them several times on the YouTube and uh, just got to see the uh, some of the Wapolo uh, games as, as we've been watching. Scotty Melvin's pretty high on that Lambs kid that, that you talked about. I think you have the potential for a really great matchup. Uh, one thing Wapolo has going for him here is uh, uh, they put together three wins in a pretty short order, didn't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. They uh, just beat Lone Tree Tuesday night. And uh, as far as conference wins, they, they uh, beat Highland and Columbus the last two, too. So I think they won their last three conference games. It's kind of two teams sitting right in the middle of the conference in the standings. But um, it, it, like I said, they're pretty evenly matched up as far as I think. So I think, I think it'll be a, a heck of a ball game. Well, uh, three three conference wins, uh, any way you slice, it's nothing to sneeze at, is it? Yeah, that's right. So, well, how can our listeners follow uh, your highlights and uh, uh, your rundown of this game through your video service? Um, yeah, just on Twitter, just search Real Smart Highlights. I'm on there. Um, any of the kids, you know, if they're, they're wanting videos, you know, for recruiting or whatever, I'm always trying to help with that. If they ask for the video, I'll send it to them. I share it on Twitter, and they can, you know, share it and all that good stuff. But Twitter is basically where you're going to find most of my stuff. But you can also find it on Facebook. Um, It's not as big on Facebook. I get more traction on the Twitter platform. But, you know, just search me on Twitter platform or, excuse me, Twitter or Facebook, and you'll you'll be able to find me. Well, thanks, Jeffrey. And, uh, I think you got. I think you picked a great game, and, and I will definitely be looking forward to seeing your highlights. All right, man. Thank you. Well, we are moving over to Kyoto, Iowa, as the uh, Kyoto Eagles host the HL uh what are they called? HLV Warriors. The Warriors. Okay. Well, we have Andy McGuire as uh, uh, Physical Therapy Services of Kelowna, Iowa, and the Beta Salons of. Coralville, Iowa, present the Coyote Eagles. Uh, we have Andy McGuire, voice of the Coyote Eagles. Welcome to the program, Andy. Hey, Dave. How's it going today? Well, uh, it's another exciting Friday night of action in Kyoto. A very unique and special place to see a, a basketball game. Uh, what What are we looking at uh, as the uh, uh, as uh, the Coyote Eagles uh, are coming off of a big win against Montezuma? Yeah, right. Big win against Montezuma takes the Kyoto Eagles to nine and two on the season. We'll be facing an, a uh, four and five HLV Warriors team um, Friday night. Um, HLV uh, starts, I think, three seniors, uh, junior, and maybe a sophomore, if I remember right. Um, good guard uh, laden team here, uh, led by. Uh, kid by the name of Landon Hall. Um, I think he's been playing at the varsity level for three or maybe even four years now um, is really the the leader of that team, leads the team in scoring and assists, I believe, uh, scoring points-wise, 143 points on the season. 
and uh, does a really nice job um, getting up and down the court, shooting the ball well, too. Um, so looking forward to that. It'll be, I think, somewhat similar to what uh, Kyoto saw up in Montezuma, where it was pretty guard-heavy. Well, uh, so uh, what time is this game? Uh, the girls start at 6 o'clock, and the boys to follow after that, so they should be tipping off about 7.30, 7.45. Well, uh, HLV seems like kind of a middle-of-the-road team, uh, and Kyoto is uh, uh, kind of a flying high uh, right now. Uh, they're 9-2. and two. I was uh, I found out that uh, Atoma's only played five games, and we're, we're fixing to play our 12th game. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of verity, but we, we're, we are officially in the second half of the season. Uh, HLV seems like kind of a middle-of-the-road team, uh, uh, looks uh, comparable to Sigourney. Uh, is there, there, but uh, that's the exact kind of team that can be a little dangerous, isn't it? That's right. Uh, yeah, I have uh, HLV at four and five on the season, which will put them in fourth place on the west side of the Sickle Conference. Um, they did lose to Sigourney, though, uh, earlier in the year. But uh, you're right. I mean, the, any team, you know, from that west side, it seems, with maybe the exception of BGM and Colfax Mingo, you know, can give you fits just by the way that they play. A um, little different style um, amongst those top four teams on that west side. You know, Linville Sully has a nice balance attack with their point guard and some of their bigs. Uh, North Mahaska brings two really good uh, big guys to, to the court. Then you have Montezuma that runs a lot of guards. Um, I think somewhat similar to what HLV is doing here. Uh, I just don't think that HLV has quite the firepower that Montezuma has. Um, you know, Linville, or, uh, HLV has lost uh, to all three of those teams, Linville, Sully, North Mahaska, Montezuma, and they've also dropped that one to Sigourney on that uh, cross-conference game. And then maybe a surpriser is I think they dropped one to BGM, who is uh, down one spot uh, in the in the standings on that west side of the Sickle, Sickle Conference. Um, so uh, I'm guessing HLV must have had a down night because I think that they'd probably take the lead as far as quality athletes go on that side of things. Well, uh, how can we follow this this game uh, that the Kyoto Eagles are playing? I think if Kyoto comes out and does the same thing they did against Montezuma with a really balanced attack, they shouldn't have any problems there. Um, you know, if, if Kyoto comes out and has kind of some mental lapses and uh, doesn't distribute the ball well and, and doesn't defend well, maybe we could have some, some troubles there. But, uh, you know, I, I think that maybe uh, – Kyoto's kind of on the upswing as far as you having Evan Vitato back. Um, like I said, he looked like he was 100% against Montezuma. I think that the winter break really did Evan some good to, to maybe even get some of that shoulder healed up back from the football season. So it was good to see him back up and going there. And uh, like I said, I think all five starters for Kyoto had double-digit scoring against Montezuma. If they can have that balanced attack, they should be able to handle HLV pretty handily. Um, Kiona does have uh, North Mahaska coming up next week, uh, which will be, you know, another huge game for Kyoto. So I, I don't think that the team is going to look past this HLV team, um, but that would be a mistake if they did. So I think they just take it one game at a time and they should be in good shape. Well, you can follow this game here on round guy radio as, uh, you and I will be calling the game. Uh, I do, uh, 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 I have to make confession. I'll be wearing a hat because I got a pretty bad haircut this week. Uh, 
So, well, maybe we need your toupee. Well, uh, something's going to have to change. I'm going to have to get up to Aveda Salons and she's going to have to help me out one of these days because uh, it's just not, not uh, uh, things aren't going so good around me. So, uh, thanks for being with us, Andy McGuire, and a great uh, uh, preview of the HLV at uh, Kyoto Eagles game. Thanks for being with us. I look forward to tomorrow night, Dave.